Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Well, there is no shortage of coverage speaking about people making lots of money in this NFT boom, even though it is a winter market now. The outlook and prospects for 2022 is expecting those numbers to even rise. But just imagine being able to make money in this crazy market without even spending any money. How is that possible? All the time, I come across people that say, well, you know, NFTs are definitely a cool new frontier. I'd love to dive into it. I'd love to be able to invest. But however, I just do not have the money. I do not have the wiggle room in my budget to be able to get into it. How can I do it? Well, to be honest, there is a way. However, not a lot of people like the answer. So with everything, there's really two ways on how you're going to get what you need to get or get what you want, I should say. Number one, it's either you're going to be able to spend the funds that needs to get where you need to get, or the other option is you need the time to invest. So a lot of people look at these people getting rich on NFTs and striking it big overnight. It's almost like they're hitting the lottery and they say, well, you know, I want that too. However, when they hear, if you do not want to invest money, take on some risk, the other option is to just invest your time and really just work your way towards some NFTs. A lot of people don't want to hear that. It's similar to having sweat equity into a business. So let's say you have a wealthy uncle. You can't get a loan. However, you know that your wealthy uncle has a good eye for business and is willing to invest in you. Although he foots the bill for all the expenses of the startup costs and you're doing all of the work, the company is legally structured that you are 50-50 partners. Although you brought no money into this business, what you do have is sweat equity. You are the person that's doing all the legwork and physically running the business. Your uncle, on the other hand, he just sits back and collects according to whatever arrangement you guys work out. So how is that applicable to the NFT market? There are a lot of people in Discord, on Twitter, and all over the place, and all they're doing is they're following these different projects, they're interacting with them, and they're trying to get free NFTs. This is very time-consuming, however, it is very common, and it actually is a real way that you're able to get NFTs. So whether you're winning them or you're being awarded for helping to build a community or whatever it is, there is opportunity. But I don't think you came to listen to the show to hear about how you can get some free NFTs as far as just walking around and asking creators for them or just those opportunities itself. What else is there? So besides the opportunity of like, tweet, and tag five of your friends for a chance to win one of these, which when I first really came on Twitter, I was just amazed by the whole fact that, okay, this is pretty cool. I could do this because I'm liking these stuff anyways. But then I realized, you know what? Technically, it's like me co-signing onto it. So I stopped doing that for the most part. I really have limited exactly how much I do that. However, I know there are full Twitter accounts like that is all they have on their feed. That is literally all they do. They just interact with these uh, pages, these projects, and they just retweet everything and tag people. And literally, it's like a promotions gang because they tag each other. They promote to one another. And they're really probably like friends from one project. Maybe they got into one project with each other. They interacted in a couple Twitter spaces and they just know that this person is all about tagging and and trying to win some free stuff so they don't mind if I do that and in my opinion that is sort of counterproductive marketing but that has nothing to do with the actual people that are doing that the other way is uh, within the discord a lot of the times if you're early in the discord you're interacting and you're uh, participating in the community you're helping to recruit people that is one way you can get some free nfts and it's so annoying to me on the other hand that a lot of the time people are just sending me blind messages that I turned off my messages it's 
it's one thing to have like a sell a shill section and you're promoting a project or uh, speaking about a project, but actually going out and just spamming people is just absolutely horrible. However, there are literally people like that is their full time income because they know that whatever they get, that time is so much more valuable than all the hours that they're going to spend. That NFT is so much more valuable than all the hours that they're going to spend doing that. So that that is one of the reasons why there is so much spam on Discord and people are just always tweeting and shilling. It's because they're incentivized to actually do that stuff in order to get some sort of reward. So there's definitely a right way and a wrong way of doing things. I know a lot of people that are able to actually recruit people to different communities and different things is because they build up relationships with people. So when they present the opportunity now to say, okay, come to this Discord, this is the next project that is launching, then people are more receptive to that. So it's although it's the same thing, it's done in a very different way. And frankly, I really don't do it because if something ends up failing, I just do not want people to blame me. I know what I'm willing to do, my risk tolerance, what I'm willing to get into. So for me to actually go out and start recruiting people, that's not my style. However, I know there's a lot of people that, and I'm not talking about someone who's just literally pushing off everything, but they're actually diving into it. They're doing the research. They have their own convictions. And then they go out and they share their stuff because we take it for granted that a lot of us, especially depending if we're in one of the more prosperous countries that can have the funds to be able to do this and actually buy some NFTs with our own money and all these different things. But even like I said, in many countries, that is not the case. And for example, I am actually physically located in Jamaica. And I know a lot of people, when you look at what we're spending on NFTs compared to the income, it's pretty outrageous to think that we're doing that. So for me to speak locally and try to get people into NFTs, really for the vast majority of people, Ethereum is completely out of the works. So I see a lot of people from developing countries that are really trying to win these contests, doing the promotions, doing the pitches, interacting in the communities and all these different things. But also within the space, there are NFT jobs. There's so many things that are associated that you can actually do to get into NFTs. For example, if you were an artist and you do the artwork for a particular project, you can benefit in more than one ways. You can get an upfront fee, you can be paid in NFTs, or a combination thereof. So there's a lot of options and wiggle room for you to do that. And the same thing with coding as well, because a lot of these, the way that uh, to write the coding for the contracts, it's usually not the founders or the people on the team that can do that. They'll have a third party coder, a third party that really understands the tech side. Maybe it's an artist teaming up with the, the tech person as a co-founder, but many cases, it's someone that could be hired or compensated with NFTs. And then of course there's promoters, whether it is a formal position on the staff or it's informal just using social media and the Discord and all those different things, there are many ways that someone can earn NFTs and get into this ecosystem and get into the game without spending their money, but they're investing their time. And last but not least, there is the community manager. So taking all of this together, a community manager not just in this Web3 NFT space, is this one of those emerging fields or titles that people are going to be searching for in the future on jobs boards and ads and all sorts of different things. I've even heard on many podcasts, we're looking for a community manager and everything because really that just incorporates and encapsulates a lot of everything that I just mentioned, fostering that community. So it's not just interacting in the Discord board, but it could be the social media handles, curating information for feeds. It could evolve a lot of things that really just provides a better experience experience for all of the community and the supporters, anything to do to facilitate engagement, 
spark conversation, let everyone be a part of the team, welcoming newcomers that come into the project, onboarding, of course, that that, that would be. So there is a, a lot of jobs and opportunities and different ways that someone can actually benefit from this boom in NFT market, whether or not that you actually want to invest hard-earned money into the space, or you want to get in through a secondary way. So really, when we say we're all going to make it, it's not even just the NFT collectors and creators. This thing is going to impact so many people in so many areas of life all around the world. It's going to be like a massive tidal wave. Or using a better analogy, it's like when the rain falls. When the rain falls, everyone gets wet, for the most part, you know? So it's like, it's going to affect so many different people. It's going to scatter and trickle all over the place. That's really what's happening right here. So all the news and all the focus and all the headlines and all the hype, of course, is about the actual NFT itself, the collectors making money and the, 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 the creators and the founding team earning massive amounts on secondary markets and all sorts of different things. But there's so many people benefiting from this that I think sometimes it goes overlooked. And for example, some of the NFTs that I gave out even, I gave those out for absolutely free. They're on wax and people are selling them on the secondary market and they're able to earn not much, of course, but they're earning income from free NFTs that were given out. And two, three dollars here and there might not be a lot to someone, say, in the UK, the EU or the US, Australia, Canada, a country like that. But many places in the Caribbean, Southeast Asia, Africa, the Middle East, a lot of places, that is pretty good money. So I know it went all over the place, but a lot of times people, when they say things like, well, you know what, I don't really care about NFTs. I don't want to spend money on pictures or I don't have money to lose. Well, no, you don't. And you really should care about NFTs because one way or another, it is going to impact you, whether it is as a collector or a creator today, or it's in five years when it's a movie ticket everywhere, or in 10 years when every title of a car or a house or everything is going to be on the blockchain in the form of an NFT, one way or another, it's going to reach you. And with that said, if you're actually looking for some nifty business, NFTs, absolutely free, all you have to do is sign up for the newsletter at niftybusinessweek.com or by looking in the show notes. And when you get that first initial email, just simply replying with your wax address, I will send you an NFT. So as usual, I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful. And until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.